This is your morning routine. Listen, respect my name. Cap and J-Hood. That's right. That's right. We're bad. (laughs) Watch the show on Twitch. Follow ESPN 1000 Chicago. Stream the show on the ESPN Chicago app and on FM 100.3 HD2 and on ESPN 1000 Chicago. Now, now. David Kaplan and Jonathan Hood. Good morning, everyone. Bring them out. Bring them out. Woo! Bring them out, bring them out. 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 Welcome in to the Captain J. Hood Morning Show on ESPN 1000, and we're streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. With David Kaplan, Jonathan Hood with you. We've got Shay, we got Jay Moore, we got you for a football Friday with open phone lines for you. 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is our telephone number. And Captain, this is the last football Friday for us. The last regular season game for the Bears. The Bears get ready to take on the Packers. We have full coverage starting on Sunday right here on ESPN 1000 starting at 7 a.m. But, boy, why not go out with a bang? Bears and Packers, would it be great for the Bears to be able to continue their momentum winning four of the last five and maybe getting it done against the Packers in Lambeau Field? I will be there. I got my clothes laid out last night, my cold weather gear underneath my Bears Walter Payton jersey. The Waddle jersey didn't fit, so I can't wear that. But I'm coming in hot, man. This is the best I have felt about a Bears-Packers game in a long, long time. I know the numbers. Matt LaFleur, 9-0 and all-time against the Bears. I know he's undefeated in December as a head coach of Green Bay. But it ain't December. It's January. There's going to be a large contingent of blue and orange up there. Dude, I was at the barber yesterday. Yeah, even ball guys go to the barber. Sure. And guy walked up to me. Hey, I listen to you in hoodie every morning. I, did you say you're going to Lambo for your first time? Yeah. He said, where are your seats? He's right in the same section. Oh, we got to have a drink there. Dude, I've never been there either. We're coming in ready. Got to be loud, got to be proud, and there's going to be nothing better than filing out a Lambo with your head down as a Packer backer, and the Bears take the next step. Let's go. Well, you're coming in ready, and that guy from the barbershop is coming in ready. Will the Bears be coming in ready? Like, when I, if I ask you the question about Justin Fields, could Justin Fields replicate the 20 for 32 good for 268 yards and a touchdown and be able to run for 45 or more yards. Can that happen against yes. the Packers team? Yes. Why is that? Because the Bears are fired up to play this football game. I talked to somebody yesterday who works with some of the players. He said, I, I, boy, for a team eliminated from the playoff hunt, they are fired up to play this game. Fired up to go in there and tell that other team, you're not going to the playoffs. Uh-huh. Get ready to play golf. Go on vacation because you're done Sunday like we are. And we got this bright ass future. Let's go, man. Let's go. Let's go. Uh-huh. It's time to come in and knock somebody in the mouth and not go in there. We're playing Green Bay. We can't win. They got Aaron or who up. No. Time to take the field and kick some ass. You know that? Let's go. Dragon Slayer. Uh-huh. That's, yeah. yeah, that's what is going to do. So I would just say that it'd be nice to see that happen, but we have gone through the slippery slope before, have we not? 
watching the Chicago Bears and the Green Bay Packers because that's how you felt. That's how I felt going into the season. Game one, new radio home, new feeling, uh, new uh, additions to the roster, and then you saw that at Soldier Field. I actually, and if you pull the tapes, I was very afraid of that game. Did not think we were ready yet. It's a different team. In fact, Dave Borgonzi, I was listening to some of his comments. Mm-hmm. He's the linebacker's coach. He said, turn the tape on. That's who we're playing this week. That feels like years ago. Looking at that team, there's no more Yannick Ngakwe out there. There's Montez Sweat there. Your defense has gone from Allen Williams to Eberflus. Your defense is playing at a super high level. Best against the run. Yeah. It's going to be a great challenge. Aaron Jones, the first week, if he didn't pull his hamstring, he might have run for 900 yards. He was destroying us. Different club. Different motivations. Yeah. I think we're coming in hot, ready to go. Every time, though, that we looked at certain games that were a must-win or, boy, the Bears need to be able to pull this out or measuring sticks. I always think that any schedule that you see in sports, even if a team or a coach doesn't tell you, there's always a measuring stick game. Look at the NBA, you know, where it's a long season, but there's certain games, whether it's in the division, the conference, like, boy, if we could measure up against them or taking on the Denver Nuggets as a, you know, with them being the NBA champion. In baseball, taking on your rival, the Cardinals, or taking on other teams in the division for the White Sox, taking on the Twins. It's a measuring stick where you look at it and say, okay, let's see how we measure up against this team. Same thing here with the Bears. Every time that we've gone through the schedule and we looked at the Browns game as of late, that was, a, I thought, a game in which the Bears should have been able to win on the road. Should have been able to, but they did not. They fell short. The Lions game at, uh, at Ford Field. The Green Bay game at Soldier Field. There's been measuring stick games, and the Bears, for the most part, have not been able to get that done. But you say, yeah, it's some different players on this team. There's no question about it. And they have the momentum winning four of the last five. The question is, though, how good can this Bears team be on the road in that spot? No matter the personnel, and you know the Packers, they're motivated as well because they want to get in the playoffs. They want to get this done uh, post Rodgers. But what about the Bears? That's the thing. Look, there are key guys in this football game, Justin obviously being one because he's the quarterback. Sure. Dragon Slayer. Well, you 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 got to be able to run the football. Kenny Clark is 14 and 0 lifetime against the Bears. Yeah. That's like. Ridiculous, Formidable, yeah. You're going to have to block the hell out of him on the interior. And that's not an easy task when your center is a guy who you're not going to have back here next year. He's not that good. But Nate Davis and Tevin Jenkins, those guys have got to be ready to do the best work of the season. One more game. Give me one more game, guys. Then you can go to Mexico or wherever it is you want to warm up and get away from football for a while. This is a... This is an amazing opportunity. Guys, our future looks bright. Now let's show the world. It's time to show the world. Guess what? We are a different organization. We're a different football team. Well, I will say from the Packers standpoint, I would imagine, Cap, that the message from Matt LaFleur is we can't do what we did last year. We had momentum last year, but we fell short against the Lions because we need to win that game and we did not. And so I'm sure that there's a lot of crossing the T's and dotting the I's 
from the Packers standpoint of saying we can't let that happen two years in a row. Mm-hmm. We can't be knocked out and not play our best football at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. And so all I'm telling you is that if the Bears are going to win, the Bears will win if they can be able to run the football as well as they did against Atlanta. That's 192 yards total. But Justin Herbert, boy, you know, it, it, Car- Carmen Yurko continued to be closer and closer to being right about who you put there in the backfield. Because that could be Roshan Johnson. That could be you know, Khalil Herbert. This time it was Herbert. 124 yards, 18 carries, and a touchdown. The Bears have to be able to run the football with Herbert, Fields, or whoever they have back there against this Packers front. They have to be able to do that. I'm not sure if Justin Fields can give you the 20 for 32 good for 268. But, I, but the key is that he doesn't turn the ball over and doesn't hold the ball too long and not take a lot of sacks. I mean, that would be nice too. Well, we're going to have the butler, Tracy Butler, in today. What's the weather going to be like? Because from what I'm hearing, it should be reasonable for January the 7th. Mm-hmm. That means you could throw the football. That means you should be able to have no issues with slipping and sliding in a snowstorm. So let's go. Game on, man. Us against them. Like, I like our defensive backfield better. I like our linebackers better. I like Montez Sweat better than any of their defenders. They got good players. They do. Their quarterback's a damn good player. Damn good. But what about Jordan Love? He's really good. Really, really good. Kid. Kid. Mm -hmm. As I told you guys in August when you mocked me all season long. He's a pretty good kid. He is. Did we mock him, Shay? Did we really mock Cap when it comes to Jordan Love? I don't think I ever mocked Cap. I mocked Jordan Love quite a bit. You mocked me for saying, pretty good, kid. I don't think I mocked. Uh, I mocked you in the group chat. But that was... When Jordan Love was on like a two-touchdown-to-eight-interception run in the middle of the season. Damn. Right, because first take Shea immediately is ready to go get the next quarterback instead of let's just let this kid develop and play out. Should the audience like that? Right. I, I, I'm just telling you, Cap, that at the time, I had no idea if, if he could be that good. I mean, you're, you're saying that in preseason. I thought there would be an adjustment for, for him, for Jordan Love, as a quarterback for the team. That... um that gives me a little pause for this game because as much as I want the Bears to win and believe that the Bears can, Jordan Love is going to be a factor. You know, they're going to run their offense as well. It, Jordan, you think the Bears have gotten better through 16 weeks. What about the Packers? What about Jordan Love in particular? Think about where he was where, yeah, the Packers beat the Bears. But Jordan Love wasn't at his best in week one. Mm-hmm. How about now, though? He's really good. He's playing at a high level. He's yeah. making really good tight window throws. I'm telling you, there's a different vibe at Hallis. Yes. There is. Did you watch the videos of when Eberflus told the two guys that are going to the Pro Bowl how they're going? It was amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, Tez, come on in. I wanted to go over some things to help you get off chip blocks. You see this, Shay or Jay Moore? Yeah, I saw it. I want to help you get off chip block. Oh, that'd be great, Coach. Like, and for people out there, what's a chip block? Like when a running back helps out. Yeah. Like the left tackle has sweat, but I got to get some help. Here comes a, a secondary blocker. And he said, that'd be great, coach. And he sat down and he puts up on the big screen in the conference room, there's a play. Oh, that's not the one. That's not the one. That's not the one. And the next thing flashes up Montez Sweat, 2024 Pro Bowl. What? <laughs> Dude, it was super cool. And to watch him embracing Eberflus, and Ryan Poles is there, and then. They did the same thing with Jalen Johnson. Mm-hmm. Hey, I want to talk to you about something. Puts up a play. No, that's not it. Boom. There it is. What? These guys did it. 
Tyrone Moore was not there for that. He was not. But, but they did it. Oh, they for heaven's sake. It was awesome. And, I, and there's Poles and Jalen Johnson hugging, and they've had their differences on the contracts. Dude, there's a vibe. I'm telling you, I'm hearing this. The vibe in the room is better than we've seen. Okay, they get along. How does that translate to the field? Just wait. I'm, okay, that's I'm the, coming in hot. Okay, that I can't. Certainly call me the good luck charm going up to good, hey, Lambo. I've never been there. Okay, I'm leaving one and zero. Okay, but you're not. Damn. You're not playing. Don't you understand? Thank God. I mean, well, yeah, well, I get it. I mean, uh, you're coming in hot, but you're not playing. The Bears are the ones that are playing. Are they going to be coming in as hot as you are coming in? And by the way, you can go to the free clinic for you coming in hot. It's always a pill for that. Or definitely a long needle. I'm good. Nonetheless, I'm just telling you that, uh, yeah, you might be coming in hot, but will the Bears? That's the question. Dude, That's I, the question. I couldn't sleep. I'm so excited to be at that game. And a friend of mine said to me yesterday, he's like, dude, the Bears are 7-9. and nine. What are you so excited about? I said, because we're going to beat the Packers. My first trip to Lambeau, there's going to be a ton of Bears fans there. Mm-hmm. And when we're leaving the stadium, we're going to chant, the Packers still suck. Here we go. <laughs> Can you roll that out? The Packers still suck? Yes. You still do that, huh? We could beat their ass. Oh, man. Okay. Like, if you're planning your weekend, oh, I got to do this uh, Friday night. We'll do that. Got to go to the Home Depot. And I don't know if we'll have time to get to Bed Bath & Beyond if they're still around. Sunday morning, now let's get up, and it's it's my day. Uh-huh. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go to Green Bay, right, Justin? Um, you know, their home field. Uh, I know their fans going to be loud because there's not much to do in Green Bay except watch football. But um, <laughs> uh, it's going to be a great environment to us for us to play in, and, uh, you know, hopefully have a great game and get the double on Sunday. So. Yes. Yes, and you get all of that action and the fun and frivolity and the hype. Starting at 7 a.m. right here on the home of the Bears, ESPN 1000. So the Bears will win if, and I told you that they got to run the football effectively. And again, I'm not expecting like these big eye-popping numbers from Justin, but I expect the offense to move in the right direction. That is for sure. And then DJ Moore. You know, we haven't talked enough about him, Cap, with his one touchdown he had against the Falcons on Sunday. Nine receptions for 159 yards. He was targeted 13 times. That's how you handle a number one wide receiver, Cap. And again, this is against a Falcons team that was on their heels the entire game. That, I mean, you didn't, if you didn't look at the record, you'd say that the Falcons would be going home early or, or, or be done after their season because uh, they didn't look very good against the Bears' offense. But DJ Moore, nine receptions, good for 159 yards. You know, more of that, please. More of that to be able to make him a catalyst for this offense on the road. Yes. Yes. Just take care of the football. This is well, this is one of those games if you're the coach. Guys, let's leave it all out on that field. Let's go out there and go into our offseason knowing our arrow is pointing up. We have got a lot more talent on this roster. There's more coming. Don't worry about what Ryan's going to do, polls with his... Draft. Don't worry about any of that. Mm-hmm. Let's just go out and beat their ass. Everybody ready? Get your paws in here. 
<laughs> well, well, we'll see if it's going to go that far. The reason why that we have questions about Jordan Love early in the season is because there was a losing streak with the Packers. A lot mm-hmm. of question marks about the Packers. You recall this, right? After I do. The, after the victory that the Packers had against the Bears, there was a loss against the Falcons. I do remember. It's kind of like, okay, what is this Falcons team that the Packers lost? That was a, an odd game. There's losses against the Lions, Raiders, Broncos, and Vikings all in a row. That's four in a row. And then a win against the Rams, 20-3, to and a loss against the Steelers. And then from there, the Packers have been able to get a rhythm, I think, offensively. A game against the Lions and the Chiefs, um, the, the Panther game, even though that was way too close for comfort, a 33-30 victory for the Packers against the Panthers, and then 33-10 against the Vikings. So there's been a, a kind of a roller coaster effect with the Packers this season, trying to get acclimated, everything, especially offensively. So Green Bay has seven losses, correct? Mm-hmm. Green Bay, of their seven losses, four well, of them were to teams we beat. They're 8-8. Eight and eight. They have eight losses. 8-8. Mm-hmm. Eight and eight. I think we beat four of the eight teams that they lost to. Mm-hmm. Dude, we're trending in the right direction here. No question. I, I don't, I don't uh, disagree with that. I'm just saying that we understand the hammer and nail scenario of this Bears and Packers rivalry as of late. Mm-hmm. It'd be nice to be able to get it turned here. Uh, at the end of the season. As I mentioned to you last a couple of days ago, I would love for the Bears to be able to win this game and then carry that momentum into next year. Like, hey, you know, we finally was able to break through because there's something always that you can shoot for. The Bears can shoot for finally beating the Packers in the 2020s. Finally beating them, especially on their home field. There's no ghost of Walter Payton that can help them this time, though, Cap. There's not, it's not like it did back in the day with the Robinson block. No, I remember that. Yeah. That was insane. Right? Yeah. Chip shot, field goal, blocked. The, the key going in there is going to be the first quarter not making a silly turnover, not giving up a big play where you're like, oh, God. 70-yard touchdown series? No. Just take care of the football and don't allow splash plays. That's the game right there. See what happens. Uh, Shay, let's open the phone lines. 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is our phone number. A question for you, the Bears fan. It's, it's meat and cheese week. Bears and Packers. Are you expecting a win for the Bears on Sunday? Simple question because this is our last football Friday together. We'll have other times to talk about the playoffs and everything else. But as far as a Bears football Friday, this is the last one. So it's time for you to jump in. Are you expecting a win on Sunday for the Bears over the Packers? 312-332-3776 is our phone number. We ask you to like, share, and subscribe to all of our podcasts, including the Cap and J-Hood podcast. Listen, you're busy. You may not be able to listen to all three hours of our show. And if you can't, make sure you check out the ESPN Chicago app, download it, and make sure that you share and subscribe. It's, it's one thing for you to be able to enjoy it, you listening right now, but why not share it out to other Chicago sports fans that are Correct. not familiar with the show? That is correct. Get in the car, tune out the world a little bit, and listen to what we're doing. We're having a lot of fun here every single morning. All right, let's go to the phone lines and talk to you. Are you expecting a win for the Bears on Sunday? 312-332-3776 is our phone number. In Brooklyn, New York, listening on the ESPN Chicago app, here's Derek on Cap and J. Hood. Good morning, dude. Yo, good morning, Cappy Hoodie. What's going on, baby? What's up, brother? I'm super excited, Cap. I'm feeling your energy, man. I, I, I'm feeling the way you're feeling, man. The, the arrow is pointed up. I think we're going to go on the Lambeau, and we're going to get a victory. I don't know if it's going to be a blowout or nothing like that, but I, I just got the vibe that we are going to win this game. And I just wanted to say I want to thank both you guys, man, for 
the great season of, of Bears information and Bears conversation. You guys bring an honest take to the conversation. You guys are not biased, even though, you know, we, we all love the Bears. Wow. But you give an honest honest uh you know take on on the situation that goes on up there with that organization i just want to say i appreciate you guys and i love you guys and i love the show man You're always the listening go bears bear down yo enjoy yourself cap i'm gonna I'm try to go next year baby so maybe we go again next year together talk you, to you later you man. let me know i'm in got you brother peace peace all right derek we're here that phone guy's call. the best well i mean you can say that we're not biased but we are we are when we are wearing bears gear more times than not every morning there there's a little bit of a bias a lot of bit of a bias because we're ready for the Bears to get this thing cooking and for them to win. And, and, and the whole thing for me, Cap, from my side of the table, and I think that you'd agree because I believe you feel the same way, you have to hold these teams accountable in this city. Yes. You know, newspaper columnists back when the newspaper was a major thing as far as our media consumption, it was uh, paramount for a columnist to be able to hold a team accountable. It's one thing to write in the high school newspaper or the college paper, you know, rah, rah, we want our team to win, and this is why our team is the best. Well, you have, there's both sides of a story, and, and our side of the story is, is that the Bears are trending up, and the hope is that it, that is sustainable because I don't want to fall for the banana in the tailpipe and just tell you, like, the Bears are going to beat the Packers. Well, I don't, I don't know that for sure. I'd like for that to happen. And I can tell you that the arrow's pointing up because they have all this draft capital and all this money for free agency. Well, until we see it on the field, I can't tell you one way or the other what's going to happen. Yeah, I'd like for the Bears to be a perennial playoff team. That's my goal as a fan for the Bears. However, what it comes down to is you have all these things. These are all facts. The draft picks. And you've got the free agency money and free agency free, free agents coming in. But what do you do with all that? Does that manifest itself to winning? That's the question. That's he, the hope, right? That is the hope. Yeah. Look, he's going to have super tough decisions. I had an extensive conversation with Mike Tannenbaum last night, mm-hmm. who's been a GM of two teams. He works at ESPN now. He has an unbelievable amount of knowledge on the whole process. And when he was with the Jets, they got to the AFC title game. They had a lot of success. He never won the big one as the GM, but he's a really smart football guy and a really good dude to talk to. And I said, let me ask you a question. If you were running the Bears, what do you do? And what do you think Ryan Poles does? Mm-hmm. And he said, look, I get it. Justin's super popular there. Everybody likes him. You guys haven't had a quarterback. He said, if you pass on Caleb Williams, if he's the guy, and he believes he is that guy. He said, if you pass on that guy. So you're telling me you left Patrick Mahomes on the board, C.J. Stroud on the board, and Caleb Williams? Don't ever tell me you don't have a quarterback in that town because you've had your opportunities. It's not like there hasn't been anybody there to pick. He said, I just don't see it. I don't see the Bears not taking Caleb Williams. He thinks it's going to happen. So, we'll see. There's a lot of other factors that we have not really discussed regarding this because the financial end of it also matters, the contract situation. Mm -hmm. Like, you've seen Daniel Jones and Kyler Murray. I like to use those two as an example. Mm -hmm. For the Arizona Cardinals, because they've just been such a lousy franchise for a while, with or without Larry Fitzgerald, they have not an Anquan Bolden. They have not been the the 
consistent team that some fans in Arizona thought that they would be. It's been so scattershot and so underwhelming that they felt that they could be able to corner the market on the quarterback and say, we got a young asset here in Kyler Murray. We're just going to pay through the nose for him. That's never going to be able to get to where it needs to be. $230 million. It'll never get to where it needs to be, Cal. It just won't. Like, I, I'm not a Kyler Murray fan. I never and I, was. And I, I just don't think that that'll work. Uh, and so the other side of it is in New York with Daniel Jones, right? You got Gettleman, the former GM, who wanted uh, an Eli Manning type. Well, and I'd like to have a Peyton Manning type, but he wanted an Eli Manning type. Great. But that's pretty good, too. But that's this kid's right. not. He won two Super Bowls and two Super Bowl MVPs. So the defense, he's going to go to the Hall of Fame. So the defense and the trainer. But I, what I would tell you is, is that. Well, I, ta- I take one like that. Sure. But. Again, Gettleman was old school, man. Draft a running back number, what, two? Yeah. Draft Daniel Jones and come hell or high water, that guy's going to lead him where they No. But, what, but the thing is, is that the Giants were stuck. Like Arizona was stuck. Right. It's like, what are we going to do? We don't like Daniel Jones that much, but here, here's the money. Here you go. Maybe, oh, maybe he'll be okay. something. So if they went back a year, went back a year. They won a playoff game at Minnesota, and they got pounded, and they're out. Yeah. Would Brian Dable go, hang on a second. Don't give that guy $160 million. Put him on the market. Sign Baker Mayfield. He's had a hell of a year in Tampa. Yeah. Like, wow, where'd that come from? Baker Mayfield's been outstanding. I only bring up those two choices of Kyler Murray and Daniel Jones because that's the kind of slippery slope in the big decision that Ryan Poles has to make. Can he look in his mind's eye and say, you know what? Justin Fields has some ups and downs and some things we don't like and some things that we do. We try to accentuate the positives and hide the negatives in his game as much as possible by giving him a wide receiver, adding onto the offensive line. But does that really look like a guy that's going to should make well over $250 million? Is that a quarterback for the next five to ten years? That's the question that he's asking. Correct. Based on the ups and downs. Like, again, it's trending in the right direction where some Bears fans are like, for sure that's the guy for the next five to seven years. And, and if for sure you give him the money. But do you get where you need to be being a perennial Super Bowl contender with Justin Fields? That's the – I don't know. Again, to whom much is given, much is expected, as the great Tom Waddle would say. That is the million-dollar question because everyone's playing armchair GM at home. Guess what? Trade that pick, get a haul of picks, blah, 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 blah. And I asked that to Tannenbaum. And he said, yeah, valid discussion that we would go round and round about at the table. But he said, in the end, I don't care who's your receivers. I don't care who you've got blocking. I don't care what picks you've got you know, sitting in your quiver. Can your quarterback win the Super Bowl or not? Yeah. By the way, as a, as a, a side note to, to Tannenbaum... If you recall his analysis last year, I don't remember if we had him on or not, but I just remember his analysis was that Fields wasn't the guy last year and right. that he would have went with Bryce Young. Was, was, I don't know about that. I do. I thought he liked C.J. Stroud, but... I'm just saying, like he, but he liked... Whatever it was, I believe it was he liked Bryce Young, too. I think what, he liked both guys. But what, I, what I'm saying is, is that what he is not is a Justin Fields guy. Correct. Too many holes in his game, he feels. Correct. To be able to get to where it needs to be. Again, that's the big question that you ask yourself. If you're Ryan Poles, if you don't like this quarterback class, or you feel like Justin's better than what's in the quarterback class, then you pay him. But as I've been saying all along, and I've been consistent with this from day one, you do what you think is best for the Chicago Bears, but you better win. 
or or I will be the one and you will be the one to say this is not good enough in house hall. It's time for a change because it is hard cap to pass in that draft class. So twice. You're right. Twice. Three times because you passed on Patrick Mahomes. So you screwed that one up. Well, so, man, you know, it's amazing because we get through our careers. We've gotten to meet people who yeah. are GMs or former GMs or working in the league. Outside of Chicago, outside of Chicago, it's an easy decision for just about every guy I've talked to. They're like, this is really a big discussion in Chicago. I'm like, yeah, you take Caleb Williams. I'm like, really? It, easy decision. Yeah, it's not close. Okay. Wow. I don't think that's true, but okay. I don't either. Yeah. But, oh, man, outside of our area here. The people in the league, I'm not talking about fans, in the league, I haven't found more than maybe one or two that, yeah, I'd probably stick with who you got. Mm-hmm. Every one of them, you you got to move off him. See, Cap, this is why Shea asked the question yesterday on Shot or No Shot regarding how big this game is against the Packers. And again, we have phrased, we have used the phrase big game or must win game several times here in the regular season with the Bears. But while the Bears are trending in the right direction, as you've been mentioning, winning for the last five, winning against the Packers, I mean, for, for maybe Ryan Poles already has his mind made up, but if the Bears beat the Packers, and again, it's a regular season game in which you're still not going to the playoffs. That's part of that trend that's going in the right direction. That might be good enough for a team to say, wow, you know what? The Bears are training in the right direction, and Justin Fields seems like he's turned around. I'll put him on my team. Or polls to say, yeah, you know what? We're going to pass on the draft class as far as the quarterbacks. Justin's got it now. He's in a rhythm. He, he understands. I'm going to supply him with more. Right. But what if that's not enough? What if the inconsistency rears its ugly head again with Justin Fields, which is a true statement? We went through the Weederer piece from the Tribune yesterday. The numbers are just eye-popping of how bad some of the stuff is, especially late in games, offensively. He's 36th in the NFL among 37 qualified quarterbacks in fourth quarter quarterback rating. That's not good. That's where you win football games. Yeah. But if they move on, that's going to be the reason. Probably right. Like I literally think if they choose to move on from fields, it will be Ryan Poles just looking at the fourth quarter stats and going that you can't win a Super Bowl with a player like that. You just can't. Right. But Ryan Poles is, I don't know, how old is he, 38? Yeah. He doesn't want to be the guy, you know, at 58 with grandkids potentially going, yeah, you see that guy getting inducted in the Hall of Fame right there? His name's Caleb Williams. I passed on him. Damn. That, that, I mean, that that's too. what we're looking at here. <laughs> uh, yeah. Everyone thinks it's such an easy decision. It is not. Like if Sylvia was saying this yesterday, and he's right. Like when Cutler was here, eh, he was 52 and 52. He had a big arm. He wasn't well-liked by a lot of his teammates. He didn't embrace being the face of the team. He's a, he's a jag. He is. That's another guy. He's a, he's a, he had a... The, Good Lord gave him a thunderbolt for a right arm, and he's a tough guy. Not the smartest guy on the field. I'm not talking about book smart. I'm talking about processing and on the field and recognizing fronts, all of it. That's what guys who played with him tell me. But this kid, what we have now, 
He's embraced the city. He's embraced his teammates. He's embraced the role of being the face of the franchise. He's incredibly talented. Can he get you where you want to go? I don't know. Jay Moore handed this uh, to me from uh, On3. You're familiar with that website, On3? Yeah. Uh, former NFL GM explains why he drafted Bryce Young over C.J. Stroud. Oh, that's, that's Tannenbaum. Tannenbaum. Yeah, there you go. I mean, so, but but again, let me just say this. I'm only bringing this up to say that his opinion still matters, like everyone else's opinion matters. He would have taken Bryce Young over C.J. Stroud. Okay, but also he feels that he would move on from Justin Fields and get Caleb Williams. Doesn't mean that that's wrong either. That's just an opinion. I also think there's like some important context in when we talk about this guy would have taken Bryce Young over C.J. Stroud. This guy would have taken C.J. Stroud. They all would have taken Caleb Williams over both if Caleb Williams were in last year's That's draft. Correct. That's true. That's true. All right. We'll go to the phone lines in a minute. 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776. Guys, ladies, this is our last Bears Friday of the year. Are you expecting a win on Sunday? What would a win over the Packers do to your expectations for 2024? We'll take your phone calls here. Don't forget Shot or No Shot coming your way at 8 o'clock. All part of the Cap and J-Hood Morning Show. Here's today's headlines, headlines. with Cap and J-Hood. All right, 7 a.m. hour is brought to you by the Comet Energy Efficiency Program. Latest from the Bears injury report after practice yesterday. Jalen Johnson, Darnell Mooney, both missed practice. Haven't practiced this week. Cole Komet and D.J. Moore were both limited. Blackhawks rookie star Connor Bedard is now officially an all-star. He was named to the NHL All-Star team. Will be the youngest All-Star in league history. Blackhawks lost to the Rangers last night 4-1. And the Bulls will look to rebound from consecutive losses tonight when they take on the Hornets at the United Center. Bulls are an eight-and-a-half-point favorite. Zach Levine expected to play. Vooch might return as well. But they are both listed as game-time decisions. Jay Moore! It's the Captain Jay Hood Morning Show on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. Glad that you're with us here for our last Bears Friday of the season. 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is our phone number. An hour from now, we'll talk to Courtney Cronin with the latest on the Bears. The Bears are going to take on the Packers. Full coverage Sunday at 7 a.m. right here on the home of the Bears, ESPN 1000. So we were just talking about some of the different things, and I mentioned Connor Bedard going to the All-Star game. Yes. I was at Dino's Sports Fan Shop in the Glen yesterday buying a jersey for Mindy. She said, I want a jersey. And so I went up there. I said, Dino, you got all these amazing jerseys. It's got, he's got to have, I'm going to guess, 150 different jerseys. What are the top sellers? Josh Allen, Wyoming jersey is one of his more popular throwbacks. Joe Burrow, LSU. And I said, oh, you got Michael Jordan there. He said, those are tough to get, but those sell pretty well as well. I said, what's number one? He said the number one jersey sells more by a mile than every other jersey sold in the store combined. Who do you think it is? Is it Justin Fields or? No. Who is it? Connor Bedard. Bet. Really? He said, and I'm like, seriously? I was there with my buddy Guff. And we're like, no way. He's like, I'll show you my books. We sell more Connor Bedard jerseys than every other jersey. And he's got 
Scottie Pippen and Dennis Rodman and Michael Jordan and Justin Fields and you name the Chicago athlete or the famous athlete. Mm-hmm. The number two, Lionel Messi's pink inner Miami jersey. Hmm. You can't get him. He said, we sell them out as soon as we get them. Trading cards. The Connor Bedard cards that are in these packs. Flying off the shelves. Isn't that amazing? Well, with Bedard, you know, when we asked the question, who is the face of Chicago sports, we've done that topic before. Mm-hmm. And the kids not can't even drive yet, but yet is a major star. You can understand why. I mean, the team's not very good yet, but the point is that you have a phenom. And there's no other phenom in the city as big as Connor Bedard. So I, I get why his sweater or jersey would be at the top. Messi, international star. It goes back to the conversation we had also about how, you know, in this iteration of the sports fans, especially the young sports fan cap, it's like they don't want to have the aggravation of dad and granddad mm-hmm. and uncle. Like, you know, you guys are living and dying with the Bears every year. They're not very good. But you know what? I like Patrick Mahomes because I see him on the State Farm commercials, and that guy's got wild hair. Right. And that guy's a champion, and he's the best in, in football. I'll get his jersey. It would seem odd to you and I especially if we were their age. But we understand why that's the case because they don't want to be pissed off and walking around kicking a garbage can or whatever's in their way because their favorite team lost. But they can root for certain players. The other jersey that sold out, so funny, Travis Kelsey. And he said well, 98% of them were high school age girls that wanted his jersey because they're Swifties. Yeah. So you can see why, right? He said Justin sells well. Mm-hmm. Obviously, when he gets MJ in there, those sell well. He's got, I told you, the coolest college jersey he's got. He's got a ton of them is the Josh Allen Wyoming. Yeah. It's super cool. So we're talking to you about the Bears. What are you expecting on Sunday? You expect the Bears to win? What do you think? 312-332-3776 is our phone number. Atlantic City, New Jersey, listening on the ESPN Chicago app. Here's Tom on Captain J. Hood. Good morning, Tom. Morning, uh, happy New Year, and uh, I just want to start off by telling happy you guys I think you do a heck of a job. Thanks. I know most people think you just walk into a studio, grab a mic, and start talking about sports, but I know you put a lot of work into it, your research, and all this stuff. So, heck of a job, guys. Thanks a lot. Thank Appreciate you. you. And I am a uh, displaced Chicago fan. Grew up in Chicago, but live in New Jersey now. I've followed the Bears since 1963. I've you know. Watch guys like Nitschke, Bart Starr, Butkus, Sayers, those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, my feeling is they're going to go in and win this game because you know they want to win for their coach, they want to win for Fields, and they want to you know make up for that first game of the season. That's how I feel about it. But I want to say before you cut me off, the rivalry, the so-called rivalry, Packers and Bears. I think it sucks. I think it's a more of a tradition. I wish they'd get rid of it. I wish they'd get rid of the divisions and just have two conferences and have six teams from each conference make the playoffs and we can play Green Bay maybe once every three years. I know about the rivalry. I've hated the Packers my whole life. Yeah. But still, I'm just I'm fed up with it. Tom. <laughs> Even though I think they're going to go in and win. Well, hold on, Tom. No, no, we're you, coming, Tom. Well, they, well, okay, don't let them know what you're doing. I oh, just, I just wow. want, I want to know, Tom. I just need to know this, Tom. For someone who loves the Chicago Bears as much as you do, and you, again, yeah. rivalry tradition, you don't want to see this game break up. Don't you want to see it twice a year? I'm sick of yellow and green. I'm sick of the fact that Green Bay even has a team. I think it's crazy. 
<laughs> they don't even deserve to have a team. So I just, I'm, I'm fed up with it. Literally, I'm tired of it. <laughs> All right. That's, well, that's how I feel, man. Okay. Well, we appreciate the phone call. You can't get rid of the rivalry, Cap. They're right there in the division. He wants to see, he doesn't want to see the Packers every year. Well, come on now. Right, because as Yurko astutely said to me and Waddle the other night, I've never seen a rivalry between a hammer and a nail. And unfortunately, we've been the nail the last 30-some years. That wasn't the way in the 70s and 80s, though. It we was not. their ass. I remember when I... It, hey, Shay, get the date. Or you can, can you look this up for Was me? Mikowski? There, no. Oh. That's, we got screwed on that game. <laughs> he was over the line of scrimmage. Uh, there was a game when I was in, I want to say, high school. And Bears weren't very good. Packers were... Uh, we beat him sixty-one to seven, the last game of the season. I think sixty-one to seven. Can you imagine if that happened? December nineteen eighty. There you go. So I was in college. Sixty-one to seven. Who was the quarterback? It had to be like Vince Evans. That's the hope. It's my guy. Still it had to be or Avellini. Somebody. Mm-hmm. I gotta look at. I, I see the YouTube clips here. I see Bob Parsons walking by in the camera. The punter, number 86, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm watching the I don't the remember the punter's number from 1980. I don't know. You know why? Because it's ridiculous. So the punter's got a, that big tight end number. That's and why. he was a big dude. Yeah. He was put together. I think he was a backup tight end at one point. That's, that's why you remember <laughs> that. Yeah, December 1980. Beat them like a, oh, my God. You have to look at the box score. I'm just enamored with the with the video. Is that maybe it was Mike Phipps at quarterback? I think that's Mike Phipps. That number ten. I didn't see the play. Number fifteen. I think that's Mike Phipps at quarterback. But yeah, sixty-one to seven. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. That's what you want to get back to. You want to see that come up on Sunday, right? Right. Sixty-one to seven. Oh my God. Well, your phone call is coming up, 312-332-3776. It's our last Bears Friday. Don't forget, shout or no shot at 8 o'clock. If you're on hold, you will be on the air on the Cap and Jay Hood Morning Show. Okay, it's about that time. You're tuned in to the Cap and Jay Hood Show. Everything ain't hardcore, you know. On Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. Cap and Jay Hood on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. We've got the picks coming your way at 818. We'll go through the last of the regular season picks and also pick the national championship game between Michigan and Washington that comes your way. Coming up in our next hour here on ESPN 1000, talking to you about the Bears, 312-332-3776. The Bears will win against the Packers if, can they get it done? If I come in hot, I'm the good luck charm. Sylvie, call me. I'm in with that. Let's go. Put it on my shoulders. What if they lose? Can you put it on your shoulders then, too? Seen a couple Uh-oh. weeks. Okay. <laughs> Charleston, South Carolina, listening on the ESPN Chicago app. Here's Zach on Cap and Jay Hood. Hello, Zach. Hey, guys. Good morning to you. And I uh, appreciate you taking my call. Uh, long-time listener, first-time caller. Uh, appreciate all the Tune all in. the Justin Fields, Caleb Williams discussion, but I also really wanted to get into the matchup, which I appreciate you guys transitioning over to that. So I just have some notes here, and I'd love to get your guys' take on this. So, as we think back to like week one when these teams met, I just feel like there's just been so much change in the Bears and mostly for the positive. So if you just look up and down the roster, we got Montez Sweat since then. He's getting to the quarterback. We got Jalen Johnson playing at 
you know, literally a Pro Bowl caliber level was not the case week one. Defense is flying around, making making turnovers. Wow. And then when you think about the offense, week one, DJ Moore had one t- or two touches, I believe, that week, right? And now he's playing at a Pro Bowl level again. Uh, and then I think we need to own the run game. We got Khalil Mack, or Khalil, excuse me, not Khalil Mack, Khalil Herbert. He's been balling the last two weeks, actually Dragon been running slide. the ball efficiently. If we can win, win in the trenches again, I don't know. I think, I think we come out of Green Bay and we go 8-9. I would call that a successful season. My prediction is Bears 27-20. I don't know about you guys. 27-20. I like that number. Yeah, I got 61-7. to Never mind about your number. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so let's, let's talk about that running game you just discussed, Zach. So, I mean, to me, that is the key to the offense, whether that is Fields or Herbert, for the Bears to be able to run the football. The, the run can help up the play action that can get the ball down the field to a Scott or a DJ Moore or a Komet, if healthy. Yep. So that, that works for me. And then the defense, you know, listen – I've been on this from the beginning, Zach, talking about this defense and saying, man, this defense has got to get home. And Cap and I every day say, you've got to get in Gakwe. You've got to get him. So you got him. He's not available now, but then you've upgraded even more so with Sweat. And to me, the addition of Sweat has elevated the defense as a whole. It's li- it, li- it lifted everything. Where even if Sweat is, is double teamed, others like a Jones and others are able to get to the quarterback, which I've been asking for for a while, and it's happened. That's why this defense has been yep. so good and so swarming. They've been great against the run, too. That's yeah, the man. first thing, a de- in my opinion, the defense, first and foremost, has to stop the run. And when you stop the run, now you can pressure the pass. You know that. Let's go. All right, Zach. We appreciate it. Thanks so much for coming in. Thanks, guys. All right. We go to um, Jay on the south side on ESPN 1000 on Cap and Jay Hood. Good morning, Jay. Good morning. Good morning, fellas. And uh, Cap, I need to see you on TV more, man. As I said, not saying you do the post um, game show, but um, I appreciate it. Thanks a lot. But uh, my question is, I'm a little concerned because even though this defense has been playing great, I seen this defense last week. The corners get beat and the safeties get beat a couple times. Heineke wasn't able to complete that pass, but Jordan loves loves go, uh, throwing the ball deep. Should I be concerned about the Bears getting beat deep? This uh, Sunday, and I and um, have a good weekend. Appreciate you. So he's concerned about getting beat over the top. Mm-hmm. That is on Montez Sweat, Andrew Billings, Justin Jones. Those guys have got to the middle. Has got to push the pocket, and then Sweat's got to come clean up. That's what's got to happen. And we've got, I think, top five defensive backfield in the NFL. Top five. Brisker, Gordon, Johnson, Jackson, Terrell Smith. I mean, there's a lot of really, Tyreek Stevenson, a lot of really good players back there that everyone in the league would like to have. Gap discipline. Got to be disciplined. Got to stop the run. Stop Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon and force them to have to throw the football, pressure the passer, collapse the pocket, and take his ass down. All right, we got shot or no shot. That's coming up in two minutes on Cap and J Hood.